<laughs> Welcome to the Kirkpatrick family. Uh, we're a mess. But um, <laughs> I really would help you down if you wanted help. You good? Okay. All right. Um, and, and she's right. I want to tell you more about us. And um, in fact, we're going to come out of uh, the text today is going to be out of John. So if you want to turn there. Uh, John chapter 21, uh, verse 15 through 19. We'll get there in a bit. It may take a while to get there. And uh, I was a little distracted. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting some calls and stuff and different things happening. I believe miracles are happening today and we're continuing to pray. I'm going to share some miracles and what God's doing. And my name is Todd Kirkpatrick, the much, much younger brother <laughs> of Alan Kirkpatrick. Um, and uh, no, I'm not that much younger, but uh, I, I love my brother, and um, I love this church. I was here, I think, the first week that you spoke, and um, we came and visited and see what's going on, and so we've been a part of Grace Place for a long time. Right now, um, we have our first services going at 8 a.m., and they're almost done, so they were sending me some stuff, and we have a 10 a.m., and then um, uh, we have a uh, Spanish and English service tonight at 5.30, and uh, so that was uh, this morning. I got some prayer requests that uh, I'm going to share with you, and we're going to pray for people in a bit. But I want to uh, just let you know that uh, I say yes to God. That's what our uh, um, yes, Lord, is the name of this sermon. And uh, we're talking about God talks. And at seven years old, I said yes to the Lord. And I'm glad everything that I've had has come out of that, that beautiful, awesome wonderful lady you just saw is because I said, yes, Lord. And God gave that incredible lady with me. Then I have some children. Uh, Nathaniel's over there. Isaiah's right there. Samuel is the light of the world. That little guy in the green shirt. Just, woo! And then there we are. And um, we're hugging. And that's a picture of us. And, and you know, I was here in uh, 2016, because I looked it up, and uh, we're, I've been at this church for a long time, over 20 years, and um, there's just some things going through, and I had not said no to the Lord, but I hadn't said yes to the Lord for a while. I was just letting battles happen and that kind of stuff, and just, you know, going low, and and, and after coming here to this church and seeing what you guys are doing, and then we went to a conference, uh, God really spoke to my heart, so I started saying yes to the Lord. Ended up in Calcutta, India in 2017. And then uh, from there, just a bunch of stuff. I've been to India a few times. And we actually have a church, an uh, India church that meets on uh, Saturday nights. And incredible stuff happening out of that. Because of saying yes to the Lord, that guy over there, um, after seven years of being married, he decided to give us three wonderful grandchildren. And look at that. Come on. I mean, oh, I love that. Oh, come on. Now, are you ready? Ebenezer, uh, Ezra, and Penelope. Ebenezer, Ezra, and Penelope. Ebenezer, you say. Why, who on earth would name their kid Ebenezer? <laughs> And once again, uh, saying yes to the Lord uh, around seven years ago, after being married for seven years. Am I getting a little bit of something back? I'm hearing something. After seven years of being married, 
Yeah, you fix it. I'm just falling apart today. I had to tie my shoe. And, oh, are we uh, too loud for you guys? Can you hear me? All right. So after seven years of uh, being married, and uh, they had not had a child yet, uh, my son actually was our worship leader. Then he ended up being a worship leader for a new church that went into Phoenix, and it blew up real fast. And then they had a falling out, and and uh, you know the pastor had a problem and that kind of stuff. And my son, anyway, came to us one night, and he was done. He was done with us. He was done with his wife. He was done with everything, and he was having a a, a rough time. And I remember, uh, you know. Uh, just being devastated by that. And by the time that I got up that morning, I said, Lord, I'm willing to do whatever you tell me to do. So I started calling everybody, praying, and uh, my son turned around and he came back to, and, and he, he, he is with his wife and he, they, were, they came back together and, and it was awesome. And then she found out that she was pregnant and they were riding in the car and uh, he, you know, she said, man, uh, Nathaniel, she said, people are going to say that uh, we got back together because I'm pregnant. And she's, he said, no, that's not true. That's not true at all. He'll be our Ebenezer. Well, what she meant, what he meant was, if you've uh, looked into the Bible in 1 Samuel, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 4 and 7 covers this word, and this word means, till now the Lord has helped us. In fact, there's a song, I raise my Ebenezer. It's like a stone. It's a stone of remembrance. So he said, he'll be our Ebenezer. And she said, whatever the baby uh, is, male or female, we're going to name them Ebenezer. <laughs> Praise God. He was a boy. I'm not kidding. And that's my daughter-in-law. She would have done it, too. They're going to be Ebenezer. So we call him Ebby, and we uh, praise God that Jesus took care of us. And, and now, by the way, my son, he was the one texting me this morning. He's leading worship in both of the services, and the family's there. And in 2021, I heard a word from the Lord, uh, living in victory. And I was like, that's it, man. We went through 2020. It was amazing. But 2021, living in victory, let's go. And so we doubled our missions, doubled the amount of money that we were spending out because we, we had a low overhead. We were leasing a place we'd been for about 10 years. And um, we own property. We, have, uh, we don't owe any on the property. And so it was really great. And I was excited. I'm like, this is it. We're just going to give like we never did before. And then um, the lease came up. Uh, you know how everything's selling. Well, they haven't sold this property in about 10 years. They decided to sell it. So we have one month to find a place to live. And on Sunday, uh, January 24th, my uh, grandson, my miracle, my Ebenezer, uh, he was not feeling good. He was really sick. It was right after church. So his mom took him to the hospital, to the Phoenix Children's Hospital in um, Phoenix, Arizona. And they decided it was an appendix. The next day they took his appendix out. 
and Tuesday he was worse, Wednesday he was worse, Thursday. I used to be a medic in the Air Force. I couldn't get in, but I would Zoom and I'd see, the, um, see my grandson. I'm like, yeah, this isn't good. And on Friday, um, when they got him down to the scan to look, he was already throwing up blood and, and blood was coming out. So he lost 70% of his blood. And uh, in fact, he was dead on the table for three to five minutes. And right in before this is happening, as they're taking him in the scan, my uh, daughter-in-law is calling, I'm praying. I said, hey, they're going to take him into surgery. And I was praying at about 9.42. And I always say, yes, Lord, but Jesus does whatever he wants. He's worthy to be praised in the good times and in the bad times. And so I said, uh, Lord, um, I need a miracle. And I'm praying, I just felt ice water. Because I kept looking at the clock and I had the other two kids and I felt ice water for around an hour. And then at 10.52 I heard live. And so I was like, praise God. Well, he came out of surgery and there he is. I think his mom's praying for him. Um, at this time, they couldn't find any brain activity because of the length of time. If, if you know anything, if we have any medical people in here, I'll tell you something real quick. 70% of his blood was gone. The blood that did go back in uh, became septic. He was septic. He bled into his lungs, into uh, every organ that you can.
that he loves you so much that he cares about your personal needs and what you're going through. And that's why you're here right now. He, he brought you to this place just so that you could be alive here with people that believe in miracles and are praying for miracles and so that you could hear this word. Some of you are leaders. Everyone here is a leader. And God wants to use you to lead other people to the, to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Oh, look at that. They're so pretty. That's my mom over there. A lot of people there. Hey, can you turn? Uh, we're going to go ahead and turn to uh, John chapter 21, verse 15. I want to read this because I love Jesus. And I like to brag on Jesus. I like to brag on Ebenezer, but I want to brag on what Jesus did for Ebenezer. I just brag on Jesus. I love him a lot. And I love reading about Jesus. And I love this passage. Are you guys there? Or it's up, it's up there too, I'm sure. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know how that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. You see, truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. You guys ready to pray? Let's pray. Father, we pray that you'd open our eyes that we can see and our ears that we can hear. Lord, speak to us. Speak through your servant this morning. God, I love you so much and you're worthy to be praised. And I know you're dealing with us this morning. So, Lord, we ask you to open our eyes that we can see and our ears that we can hear. Lord, we pray for Miss Yamanas today. Lord, we pray for a healing, a miracle in that ICU room right now. Lord, I pray, Father, over Elizabeth right now, God, and what she's going through, Lord, in our Spanish church. God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus for a miracle for her in Jesus' name. God, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you. We give you honor. And Lord, I pray for everyone here that needs a miracle today. Lord, you are the miracle. Jesus, you are the miracle. You say go and, and put it on that side and, and throw out the net and up come the fish. And Lord, I pray that the fish, Lord, that the provision would come forward, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you for souls in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. You love souls. Love Jesus. And so the passage I read, I read for a reason. It's real. I don't know what I can do here or I can't do. Can I step down? And then I step down. No, you can't step down. But um, so Peter was a guy that was a fisherman, a professional fisherman. 
And he met this guy about three years earlier that said, throw down your nets, stop your business. Can you imagine? I mean, a pretty successful business and stuff. And he says, give up your business, follow me. And I love Peter because for three years he did it. Three years he followed Jesus. And he saw blinded eyes open. You know, like the miracle that we just saw with Ebenezer. He saw Jairus' daughter raised from the dead. He saw it. He was there. He saw her be raised. He was there when Lazarus was raised from the dead. It was amazing. It was incredible. And I love Peter because he's so much like me too. He saw the, he, he, Peter literally walked on the water with Jesus. Okay, he saw that Jesus could do that. And then on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he denied him to a little girl. And he cussed and he said, I don't know Jesus. I don't know who he is. And Jesus had said, three times you'll betray me. And three times he betrayed him. And then he was, he was hurt. I mean, you know, Peter saw what Jesus could do, but he was disappointed in how Jesus decided to minister to the world. Jesus would have, I'm sorry, Peter would have rather Jesus to just taken over Rome. You know, just not Caesar off of the, you know, the seat and just get in there and, and do it, man. And Peter wanted to help him. In fact, the night that he was taken, Peter cut the guy's ear off and Jesus took the ear and put it back on. Peter did not like how Jesus chose to do what he had to do for the entire world. And so Peter was disappointed. He denied Jesus. But yet, on the third day, you know, I think about the Friday. Friday, bad news. And then Sunday, lady comes back and says, hey, he's risen. Peter starts running. And John uh, cracks on Peter in this gospel. He goes, yeah, yeah, I beat Peter by a mile, you know. And he said, I'm just standing... But here's the difference between John and Peter. John is just standing at the cave, and Peter runs <laughs> and runs right by him and goes all the way inside. Where is my Jesus? I, I got to say something about Peter. He loved Jesus. If he's on the water, Peter went out to Jesus. If he's up on a seven thousand foot, and I've seen that mountain, seven thousand foot mountain. He followed Jesus and saw him in Mount Transfiguration. Peter loved Jesus, and he ran in to see him, and he wasn't there. And then Jesus revealed himself to the disciples. It was awesome. But that's not where we are. We're at the very end. And it says this in the passage. I didn't read it in verse 15, but before that passage there, it says that Peter was hanging out with the guys, and he goes, I'm going fishing. And some of the guys said, okay, I'm going fishing too. So they went fishing. Wait a minute. Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus did his part, and he trained disciples for three years, 
And here they are, sitting. Yeah, I think I'll go fishing. Now, this is going to be a problem, especially when Jesus leaves planet Earth. You know, what, are you just going to sit around and every time, you know, just say, oh, I'm going to go fishing. So he goes fishing, and here's what happens. I probably should get to my notes. But here's what happens when he does that. He, uh, he's on the boat, and they've fished all night, and they didn't catch anything. And a guy on the shore says, throw the net in on this certain side. So he does, and there's all kinds of fish. And John goes, dude, that'd be Jesus. That's Jesus. And it says this, that Peter, he didn't have any clothes on because it was hot. And he had no clothes on. And this is kind of weird, you know, how there's weird things in the Bible. But it, it says that he put his clothes on and he jumped in the water. So he's dry, you know, and, but he puts his clothes on and he jumps in the water. And he swims to Jesus. And then he has this encounter with Jesus. And we can miss something here if we don't look at point number one. And point number one is this. Loving Jesus above all others. Look at verse 15. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than these? Do you love me more than your wife? Do you love me more than your husband? You know, I can say I know my wife loves me more because I was ornery when I decided to say no to Jesus in my uh, late 20s. And I... I, I didn't say no to Jesus. Let me, let me explain it. Let me back up. I went to Paraguay, spoke in Itaú, Paraguay, where they hadn't heard the gospel in 400 years, seen incredible stuff. It was awesome. And I felt I was going to be called to full-time ministry. I thought God was saying that. I felt he was really saying that. He was. I came back, and someone in Phoenix said, I want you to be my full-time youth pastor. And I was like, awesome. Just one thing, I'm going to ask God before I do it. And I asked God, and I've only heard God a few times, just like I did with Ebby. And it was that time he said, no, stay where you are and be a part of that church. And you will be full-time in that church. And I didn't want to stay there because my brother was there. No. <laughs> I it was the church, actually, that I'm the pastor of right now. And I, you know, I, I had an issue with that. And so I didn't go to church for a year. And we had just come over, and my wife went to Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Yeah, let's give her a hand. Yay! And took the children and said, I love you. And she stayed married to me, but Jesus, I love more. Do you know how you're going to make it in life? You have to love God with all your heart mind, soul, and strength. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. Put God first. So after about a year, I was like, man, I'm, I'm a sinner. And I came back, I told the pastor and everybody, I'm a sinner. And within a couple weeks, I was teaching the youth. In a few months, I was full-time 
at the church and I was there for a couple years till then my brother was able to come on and we were I was with him for three years and then ended up going to another church for a while but I learned that it's important to say yes to Jesus and Peter knew that too but listen this point number one was this he said Peter do you love me above all others do you love me above your wife do you love me above your mother-in-law do you love me above the other disciples? Do you love me above your business? Do you love me above what? Do you love me above all others, above power, everything? In fact, it says in John chapter 3, verse 31, this is John the Baptist talking. And John the Baptist said this. He said, he who comes from above is above all. And he who is of the earth belongs to the earth, and speaks in earthly ways. He who comes from heaven is above all, and he shall be born of a virgin. And Jesus, it was his statement, it was his mother's statement, and it was his father's statement that Jesus came from above that he was an immaculate conception, that the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary, and Jesus was born to a virgin woman. And when this happened, that meant for the first time since Adam that the purity of the spirit of a human had come from above. For in John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only, his only, this is it, two strikes you're out. Second Adam, this is it. Jesus is it, period. He comes and he does his business for 33 years, somewhere around the 30, 33 years. He does his business and he lives a sinless life. A hundred percent human, hundred percent God. Jesus is above all others. He's above anyone that ever came. He's above Elijah. He's above Moses. He's above Muhammad. He's above any human being that has ever been on planet Earth because he is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John chapter 1, verse 14 says, And the Word was made flesh. And dwelt among them, and they beheld this glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, Jesus is above all. In Philippians chapter 29, verse 11, it says, Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, Every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. 
and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Point number one is this, loving Jesus above all others. When you say yes to Lord, you love Jesus above all others. Here's point number two. Living and caring for the lambs. Living and caring for the lambs. Now let's get into the scripture a bit. You see, it says here that um, he said to him a second, or I'm sorry, the first time he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. Taking care of immature and vulnerable and in need of tending care. My uh, dad uh, got saved when he was 19, and I'm sure Pastor Alan will tell you about it, and he became a pastor, and he was a pastor at a young age, and, and he ended up pastoring out in Arizona. And his dad was out there, and he reunited with his dad. His dad had left when he was about six months in the womb, so he didn't have a real relationship, but he reunited with his dad. And he would often ask his dad to come to church. And he would say, you know, Dad, come to church. And he said, no, there's just a bunch of hypocrites there. And he said, Dad, one more hypocrite won't, won't hurt at all. And here's, here's the issue, and here's why we, you online and everybody, we need you coming to church. We need you part of the community. Because if you're perfect, we need to learn from you. You need to take care of us. You need to tend to the lambs. And if you're not perfect, you need to tend to the lambs. Because nobody is perfect. But we need to be here and we need to understand that everyone is on this journey at a different level in a different place but we need to be able to tend it's being tended to right now a little lamb and all over little lambs are being tended to we have to feed them new christians we need to feed them and i i didn't bring one of them up but they have following jesus we have the following jesus by the way at the end of this sermon, everyone will have the opportunity to ask Jesus to forgive them and for Jesus to come into their life. So we're going to do that together here and online. We're going to say a prayer to ask Christ to forgive us and come into our life. But when you accept Christ, you're like a newborn baby. And you need someone to feed you. We as a church, must feed and care for the lambs. Once you say yes to the Lord and, and you ask him to uh, be in charge and you're loving Jesus above all, he calls us to feed and care for those that he is calling to follow him. Biblically sound doctrine and instruction in helping leading others to Christ. We, we give you the, the black book up there following Jesus. I'll give you my Bible or a Bible. Look at it. It's falling apart. But we'll give you a Bible. And you read the word. You come to church. You fellowship with believers. And there's a third one. You pray. 
Uh, everybody learns to pray pretty good when they have a, a tragedy. But I would love to instruct you and tell you how to pray. And Jesus did it. Jesus taught his disciples. He said, Lord, how do we pray? Here's how you pray. Start this way. After you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ raised from the dead, you become a child, you've been born again, start this way. Our Father. Our Father. That's how you do it. Our Father. Father, Father Daddy, Daddy. How, who's here good at, at saying Dad and Father and, and asking for money or anything? Anybody good at that? <laughs> we want to have you get up here. He is a Father to the fatherless. If you didn't have a father, he's your father. If you had a father, he's still your father. He is the father of all creation. And we just start with, hey, beginning, father, Abba, the beginning, creator, our father who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Jehovah Sikhanu, Jehovah Shama, Jehovah Shalom. Hallowed be your name. God, daddy, who birthed me. God, who I just discovered because I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ raised from the dead. God, Father, I love you. Father, our Father who art in heaven, you are awesome. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Amen. Thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. Lord, I know Abby's healed in heaven. Can you heal him down here? Lord, can you bring heaven down? Can you bring heaven down? I know it's perfect up there, but I need it down here. You know, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Feed us every day. You know, it says daily. So how often should you pray? There you go. You can't just talk to God once a week, twice a month. Every day, every day, every day, give us our bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those that have sinned against us. Man, it's so, you know, it's so... Uh, easy to understand what we've done, but it's hard to think that anyone would ever offend us or do anything bad to us, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I just like, what? What are they thinking? Forgive me, Lord, but destroy them. <laughs> and he said, we can't do that. He said, if you understand how much you've forgiven, you would say, forgive them, forgive them, forgive them, forgive them. Because, Lord, you have forgiven me of everything. You see, the third point, and i got to get going here. The third point is this. He says this, and the next time, it's the second time, actually, that he's talking. And he says, he said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Tend my sheep. So wait a minute. We were taking care of the lambs. In fact, Pastor Todd, what were we doing? Okay, we were feeding the lambs. Okay, we're feeding them. We're feeding them. Now you said tend to the sheep. Is that different 
I'm glad you asked. Yes, that's different. Shepherd the flock. Shepherd the flock. You see, under your care, serving as overseers. Here's what it says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2. It says, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eager to serve. Man, you know what I love about this place? I came here 30 minutes early. People are eager to serve. That, that means, you know what that tells me? You're tending for the sheep. You're tending to the sheep. When we are eager to serve, eager to serve, Lord, Pastor, what can I do? What, what can we do in this church? How can we serve so that other people can hear the message of Jesus Christ? We need to tend to the sheep. You see, and I'm, I'm going to fast forward then to number four because I'm taking up so much of your time, but I know you're just so nice. I love you guys. Number four is this, and then we're going to do some cool things. Feed the sheep. Feed the sheep. How would feed the sheep be different from feed the lambs or tending to the sheep? Tending to the sheep would be leading them, eager to serve them, eager, eager to lead them into ministry and teach them how to minister by the servant heart that you have. The lambs are the people that are just got saved and you're feeding them, you're, 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 you're feeding them the milk, you're feeding them the beginning. But here we go about feeding the sheep. Feeding the sheep are grown sheep. They're not little baby sheep. They're grown sheep. And you're taking these sheep to a place to feed their souls. You see, it's to tend to care for and provide spiritual food. Jesus, when he was in the wilderness for 40 days, after 40 days of fasting and not eating and not drinking, the devil came to him and tempted him. And he said, the devil said, because, by the way, Jesus did some cool stuff. I told you a lot of neat, cool stuff. He could have done this. Satan said, turn this stone into bread. And I, I like what Jesus says here. He says this. He said, but he answered, man shall not live by bread alone. Yeah, you guys, look at you. But by every word that comes from the mouth of God. All right, so how is it different? It goes right back to that first point, Jesus above all. Because the word, Lord, your word have I hid in my heart that I would not sin against you. We're, we were talking over here, uh, I think with somebody, or maybe all over here, search my heart and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. The word, the word. Uh, John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among them. Why is that my verse? That's my key verse. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among them. And they beheld this glory, the glory as of 
The only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's my verse because I, I told God during this time, I was about 17 years old, and I told God, why can't you just come down on earth? Why can't you just come in the flesh? And he said, I did. I did, Peter. <laughs> Tend my sheep. I did. I did come down. And you're back fishing. And I need you to tend the fish, the fish. I need you to tend the sheep. Sorry, not the fish. I need you to tend the sheep. And, and, and here's why I need you to do it. Do you remember back in John chapter 14 when I said, and I will send my spirit when I leave. I'm going to send my spirit. And he will be with you. And he will be in you. Tend my sheep. With me. You see, the final point is this. Tend the sheep. Feed the sheep. I'm sorry, feed the sheep. And tend and care for and provide spiritual food because Jesus is inside of you. You see, you read the word in Jeremiah 15, 6, and it says, When your words came, I ate them. They were my Joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, Lord Almighty. And we're getting to a crucial point right now. If you, for those that are at home, if you could get some uh, juice and some bread, I'm going to get to that in a minute, but I want to read this John chapter 6, verse 54 and 55. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Jesus is the bread, the manna that came down from heaven. What we feed the sheep is Jesus. And what I as a sheep eat is Jesus. Whoso eateth my flesh. And drinketh my blood has everlasting life. Jesus is above all. He's, he's above, how, how much do you love me? How much do you love me? Jesus is above all. For those that are listening online, those that are here this morning, if you've never made Jesus before we receive communion this morning, I want to give you an opportunity. We do it every day in our church. Um, I'm sorry, every Sunday, but we do it every day because I do this thing. It's a five-minute live word of encouragement. Started it in um, March of 2020, and it goes every day. My son, I was watching him. He just did it this Sunday. And at the end of every time of encouraging, reading the scripture, I say this, hey, Got great news for you. Not good news, great news. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And it says in the Bible, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead, you will be saved. So this morning, all of you here in this sanctuary and those online, 
Just say this prayer with me this morning. Say this prayer. Bow your heads. Let's, let's say this prayer. Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you're raised from the dead and I will follow you all the days of my life. Woo! Praise God. You did that. Let somebody know online or here. Let us know. They have these um, incredible books following Jesus and we have a Bible. And now comes the incredible, awesome uh, trick that I'm going to somehow open this up. But if you're here, no, I got it, babe. I've been doing it for over a year and I get stuck and people have to come up and help me. But so if you're struggling in your pew or your pew in your in your chair, then that's OK, because I struggle every day. And but look at that. There's there's this uh, wafer at the top. This represents the Lord. Jesus's body because on the night that he was betrayed he took bread and he broke it and he said this is my body that is broken for you <sighs> he, he's got healing today for you do you believe it he's got healing it, it's he's all you need he is this bread I mean, the earth was made by him. All the things, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him is life. In Jesus is life. This, I know this is a, 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 a wafer that was given to us this morning, but this represents so much more this morning. We're saying thank you, Jesus, for your body that was broken for me so that I could be whole on planet Earth, so that I could be healed, so that Ebenezer could run around this morning. And he likes to lift up his shirt and show a scar and say, I'm a miracle. <laughs> You're a miracle. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. For the, we thank you for communion. We thank you for your body that was broken for us so that we can be whole. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And then, for you that are here in the building, and maybe for those that are online, you have a, a juice or a drink, but here, we just pulled this piece off. And, uh, this represents, this represents the blood of Jesus that washes me white as snow. Though my sins be as scarlet, he's forgiven me. He's cleansed me. I don't care what, I don't care what you've done. Either we believe this or we don't. I have prisoners that are Ex-prisoners, sorry, that are uh, being my ushers. Been in 30 years, some of them. I don't care where you've been. We have all kinds of people. The Jesus, the blood of Jesus 
forgives, sets free. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your blood that has forgiven us, washed us, cleansed us, Lord, made us brand new. Lord, we give you praise and we thank you for your forgiveness. We give you praise. Everybody said amen. Let's Thank you, Jesus. Now, can you stand in, in this midst? They're going to lead us in a song. And, and, and if you can't, you know, just stay at your chair. But would you raise your hands and just worship him this morning? He's worthy to be praised. Jesus, we thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for your power. Lord, I pray for miracles today. If anyone needs a miracle, God, I pray for miracles right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we receive it. We declare it. Be exalted, Jesus. Amen. Go ahead. <laughs>